You know, I always felt like it was incumbent on me as CEO to say like, we're now a million dollar company. What does it mean for us to be a $10 million company? And that's not just in training or software, that's actually in how do we develop a group of leaders that can make us get to 10. And then when we got to 10, how do we get to 20? And we got to 20, how do we get to 50? And so you constantly have to be the one ahead of the curve thinking through people, process systems, and leadership. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we're TNLZ. We've known each other since 2005, and we've had the privilege of working together for almost a decade. We have grown a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000's fastest growing companies list for six years running. Yes, LZ and I have learned a lot along the way and have made some great friends and partners. For one next step, we are cashing in some favors to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. And we may have a thing or two to add ourselves. The One Next Step is here to help you on your leadership journey. Each week, we release a new episode answering your questions about running an organization. We always highlight one next step for you to take immediate action and include an activation guide that reinforces what you've heard today. Yes, and today's episode is a special one. We have our Belay founders and chairs, Brian and Shannon Miles, and we'll be talking about how they grew a world-class organization and stepped out of the day-to-day by trusting leaders and grooming them to run it all. No, it's so exciting. If you have any desire to grow your business, you'll eventually have to develop more people capable of supporting the organization. You'll need people who can confidently and competently step into leadership roles. In this episode, we will help you get more out of your team by developing them as leaders and give you just a tiny peek into Belay's approach to leadership development. Before we get into today's episodes, I want to talk about leadership. And at the end of this episode, your one next step will be to download this episode's activation guide, Our Leadership Development Curriculum. It features the high-level topics and resources we use to develop Belay's emerging leaders in our leadership development program called Ascend Leadership Academy. Copy and change what you want to make it your own, but use it as a starting point on your journey to develop more leaders within your organization. Today, you're going to hear from two of the greatest leaders I know, our guests, Brian and Shannon Miles, who walk the talk and have played a huge role in helping me grow as a leader. As the founders of Belay and now NoFo Brewing Company and Distillery, Miles AG, and Own Not Run, Brian and Shannon Miles have continually identified, developed, and empowered leaders within their organizations so they could build high-growth businesses with world-class cultures without operating them day-to-day. And we're confident they can help you do the same. Now, enjoy this interview with our friends, Brian and Shannon Miles. Hey, welcome, Brian and Shannon. Thanks for joining the podcast today. We are thrilled to be here. Yay! Bosses oh in the God. house! <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is so super cool. This is like, I don't know. It's like we're sitting around the dinner table together. It's like got the family and, mm-hmm. you know, here we go. And it's it feels awesome. so full circle. 
like totally. what a topic yeah. to discuss today. And you guys are like, hey, this yes. is what we're doing. And we're like, cool, let's do it. Yes, 10, <laughs> 10 to 15 years in the making is this conversation. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, yes. Ultimately, what exactly is the topic today, right? Delegation and growing leaders. And here we are. So pretty cool yes. stuff. Yeah. All right. So I, I have a couple of questions for you. All of our listeners obviously know that you guys are the owners and founders of Belay and that Trisha and I would not be here without you. And one of the things that I always tell people is really truly how much I have grown as a person and as a leader underneath your leadership. And so it's been 10 years for me, like Trisha said, 15 years for her. But that's not easy for a lot of leaders, business owners to do is to trust right out of the gate and to delegate Mm -hmm. And even to just identify future leaders. That's one thing that I think we all hear over and over again is like, who do I even trust enough to start to grow? So, you know, it's so natural. Where did you guys do this? I mean, from the very, very beginning, you were like, here you go, run. (laughs) You guys were right there with us. I mean, a lot of it was just out of necessity. I mean, and and as you guys have delegated too, it's because of necessity. I mean, in those early days, as you can recall, I mean, we were scaling quick. And, yeah. you know, replacing yourself doesn't in a, in a leader instance or in a startup, it doesn't mean um, you're replacing yourself one to one, you're replacing yourself one to many. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, right. fortunately, you guys were able to scale right alongside of us. And I mean, I remember when we hired, you know, Trisha, and we said, Hey, can you just do five hours a week? And that was all we could afford. And then, you know, look at us now. But, you know, it's just, you have trust in people. And I had, you know, obviously worked with Tricia for five years or six years before we ever got started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just had a significant level of trust with Tricia. And then obviously we developed that with you as we got going. And and I think mm-hmm. it's it's incumbent on a, a leader that wants to grow an organization to trust people so that they can quickly delegate to the speed of trusting we've always talked about. Mm-hmm. And Elsie, you mentioned it, like you've grown so much as a leader. So have we. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's it's a leader's responsibility to grow ahead of the organization's growth. And, you know, we all were trying to figure out, especially in those early days, like who's gifted in what, who should be doing what, what emerging areas of the business required leadership. But I think that that thirst that both of you have always had to learn something new, to take on a new initiative and to grow from it is a key attribute for anybody to identify in emerging leaders. You've got to have those traits in place Mm -hmm. because as a leader, you know, you never know what's going to come your way. You might have a general idea, but Mm -hmm. the, the willingness to learn and grow and adapt is so important to growing individuals and as an organization. I was going to just say really quick, one of the thing was that yeah. you guys had a drive. You wanted to take on more leadership. Mm-hmm. Like you, you demonstrated that and you said it and you, want, you were willing to work really hard for it too. Yeah. So I was going to say, right, like what are the key elements that you would look for in somebody? So I think so many people get this wrong and they wait way too long. I see so many mm-hmm. people who were like, well, I've been in business two years. When should I hire my first employee? And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have any employees yet, right? So <laughs> you should have did that two years ago. One of the things that you did right out of the gate you know, what you just said, which you brought me on immediately before you had a need or up against a wall. I mean, we were busy and making it happen, but you were able to predict that you were going to need help before you needed help, if you will. I think people have a hard time looking ahead and maybe it's because of a lack of faith, but there are some key things that you probably leaned into with me and LZ that led you to be able to kind of 
let it all go. So I think you mentioned, you know, drive, ability to learn. You know, what are some other key elements you look for in people that will be future leaders for you? I think for a leader that's reluctant to turn over leadership, like I was in the beginning, it felt irresponsible to right out the gate, start delegating things to people. It just Mm -hmm. did. I'll just be totally honest. It became easier to do over the years as those points of delegation were proven to be successful. But in the beginning, I'm thinking about like 2010 going into 2011, it felt frivolous to delegate. Mm. To spend the money on a hire? To spend the money on a hire. Yeah. Remember, I was doing the bookkeeping Back in the day, which was very much not a good use of my time. I can remember not getting a few paychecks. (laughs) Bad idea. That lasted for half a minute. Keep it in the family. Brian was always looking ahead of the curve. So I think you've got two different types of leaders. And he and I were, like you said, he was always looking out in the distance and anticipating what the needs were going to be and hiring ahead of that. And I was more like, no, let's save money. You know, mm. let's not bring on yeah. an additional team member at this time. It's something we can do this. We can do this. And that was such a short-sighted view that mm. ultimately would have hampered our growth, you know, as a company, if that mindset had been the prevailing one and not Brian's. And I, I felt like I had a, collectively, we had a gun to our head, like it was time to go. And I never wanted to create something small, you know, and right. I wanted people to kind of gain in our vision and join in what we were trying to do and accomplish. So I never envisioned that Belay would be a tiny thing. I just, you know, I wanted great committed people to come along for the ride that I cared for. And, you know, that's certainly been the case, but mm-hmm. I felt a sense of pressure. So, you know, for me, it was mm-hmm. like, if you know, if Trisha could do these early on things and Shannon could do these things early on and LZ, then that would allow me to focus on what I need to do, which was get on an airplane and go meet people and network and grow our company in a different way that only I could do. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's it's really interesting because working with both you and Shannon, you just mentioned it, Shannon. I mean, you guys kind of were coming from this from two different points of view. You didn't quite want to spend the money and, and Brian, you know, had this big vision. And so I think that really might resonate with our listeners right now who somebody may feel like you do, Shannon, I can't spend the money mm-hmm. to delegate. How is this possible? And there's others who are big dreamers who are like, of course, I'm going to spend all the money. And so the one thing that I want to say, though, is that you guys were able to come together and really cast vision. And so for me as an emerging leader, I wanted to be a part of something really awesome and great. And I think that that's what you both did really, really well as you casted vision around the idea, the business that you wanted to create. And so it was really easy for me to have passion and drive and want to work hard because I knew why I was working hard. You know, you did a really great job of communicating the why and casting that vision. Thank you. So over time, you continue to develop us. And and for a lot of people, they themselves may not feel, you know, the imposter syndrome. They may feel like they don't even deserve to be where they are at. So are there like resources that you leaned into? Are there specific things? I know, but I, I want to hear it from you. I mean, where where did you kind of lean into other people and resources to help Trisha and I grow and other leaders within the organization over the years? I think first and foremost, I didn't have all the answers, but I looked outside as much as I could. And I mean, you guys know that we've, we've bumped up against our advisors periodically in our business. And there's many, many, many phone calls that I've made, you know, just quietly to them to say, Hey, help with this one idea, this thing, or I want to resource or equip this particular leader. 
what do you recommend? And, you know, I've, I've tried everything I can to resource and equip the two of you over the years and, and our other leaders too in our business. But I think it's just a, it's a quick acknowledgement that you don't have all the answers. Like you're not the yeah. hero. Yeah. And really early on, you were very vigilant and focused on training and professional development. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were eight people small. We were small yes. business really early on many years ago. And yet you were bringing in speakers to train us. You insisted on professional development. You made sure we read books and read them together. You asked for net outs of books. You you invested time, energy, and resources, even when we were really small, in us as leaders to help us build our capacity. So I always appreciated being on the receiving end of someone who believed I could do all these things and was giving me the opportunity to have access to all these things. And I think a lot of people maybe wait too long. Like, it sounds silly to have, what, an eight-person team and you're bringing in, you're paying a guest speaker thousands of dollars to come teach your your eight-person team about leadership development, but you did. We always tried to get ahead of where we were going as a company, right? And so if we wanted to grow and have leaders who could handle that scale and then start to develop other leaders, you had to focus on professional development too. It was never just about the skill set. Because I mean, think about the jobs that you guys have held in the organization over the course of time. They've changed frequently. So it's less about the actual technical skill set of the job when you're thinking about leadership and more about that professional development and developing the whole person, not just some specific professional aspects. So, you know, like you said, we would bring in outside resources for our summits. We would Mm -hmm. listen to podcasts together and net them out. You guys still do the first first where, you know, it's an article or a podcast or a publication that you review and then ask some pointed questions around and share those with your leadership team. And strategically over the course of time at Belay, we brought in consultants and it took us a long time to feel like it was the right time to do that. But the first consultant we ever brought in was from the table group, you know, Rishi, Mm -hmm. when we were a newly formed leadership team and we had just merged all the companies together. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're like, man, now is, if there's ever been a time to bring in a consultant and guide us through a season of our business, it's now. And it ended up paying, you know, tenfold from what we invested. And I, you know, even to this day, I still reference you know, resources and tips that he gave us then. And it it really helped shore up some of the organizational things that would get us, you know, to where we are right now. And we've we've talked about chess and checkers, you know, as leaders and the difference between the two. You know, I know you've heard me say that Mm -hmm. for years, but, you know, I always felt like it was incumbent on me as, you know, a CEO Mm -hmm. to say like, you know, we're, you know, uh, we're now a million dollar company. And what does it mean for us to be a $10 million company? And that's not just in, training or software that's actually in how do we develop a group of leaders that can make us get to 10 and then when we got to 10 how did we get to 20 and we got to 20 how do we get to 50 and so you you constantly have to be the one ahead of the curve thinking through people process systems training whatever and leadership and i'm so proud of what you guys have carried on with the ascend leadership program because it's a pipeline of how we grow our potential future leaders in our business to keep pace with the scale and the growth of our company And I'm just, I'm really proud of the things that we started early on that you guys have carried forward. You've done a great job managing and overseeing. Yeah, I think that mindset is with us all, you know, our entire leadership team here at Belay is that we're all 
preparing to be the people that lead a hundred million dollar company, whatever that is. We're all looking to be the people that lead the company that's twice the size it is today. Right. Um, and that's kind of our professional goals is we have to be ready for what's coming because we're still growing. So we can't be at our lids today. Well, if we're at our lids today, then we've got problems, right? But we're we're looking to really be in the mindset that we're not at our maximum professional development capacity, we actually need to keep growing because the organization is going to keep growing and the complexity of what we handle and how we lead and what we lead constantly grow over time. So you've really instilled that mindset in us. And then LZ and I do down to our leadership team that, you know, what you lead today is a small little portion of what you will lead three to five years from now. So let me ask you, as you guys were putting together the Ascend Group this year, and you were looking for the next wave of emerging leaders in the organization, like what are some of those attributes that you identified in the people who finally got to be part of the Ascend program? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts off with a couple things you listed. I think it's definitely passion and drive. It's somebody who, who is able to have a vision larger than themselves. You know, people who really know that they can be great leaders. You know, it's that confidence that you have to have to walk into a room. I've done it many a times over the years where you walk into a room and you go, okay, this is cool. I'm definitely not the most smart, smartest person in the room. That's awesome. (laughs) And they can probably ask me questions I'm not going to know how to answer. And you have to exude that confidence that you can answer them. And so confidence is definitely one of them. I don't know, Trish, I'll let, I'll let you add to that. Yeah. So I think what we found is that it, it's a lot of soft skills because great leaders can lead any department, whether it's sales or talent acquisition, HR, operations, the best of the best. You can put them in any team and they're going to lead well. So what we've really uncovered is that we really need to focus on the soft skills, which are the things we're all talking about, character, mm-hmm. loyalty, drive, ambition, um, communication, you know, being able to have courageous conversations, being able to make business decisions. So those are the things that we've used as the mirror to relate back to. If somebody can be a good leader, it's it's very rarely fallen on the technical skill. We, we've actually fallen into that trap where we said, they're yeah. the best salesperson, so they should be the sales manager. And we made that mistake many times over the years and went, oh, Just because they're the best salesperson actually doesn't mean they could lead the sales team. And we did that. We made that mistake a few times. The halo effect. Now we actually hold each other accountable as leaders when they say, oh, I want to promote somebody. We go, well, hold on. Is it because they're the best, you know, accounts receivable representative or are they have leadership capabilities? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah, Anytime we've ever tried to push somebody into leadership because they were so great at their job, it has come back. It might last for Mm -hmm. a little while because they were excited about the opportunity and there was a lot of momentum around that shift. But it it didn't sustain. It didn't last. It ended up becoming too big of a strain on who they were as a person. Mm -hmm. And they had a really hard time growing into that leadership role. I was 
thinking about you guys were just on another podcast and you were talking specifically about delegation and you were saying that so often it is hard for people who have grown into a role, like they were the best accounts payable person, they moved into the finance manager to the director and the VP of finance. Those are the people who find it the hardest to delegate Mm -hmm. because they're so used to doing something. And so I can say when we have promoted people who were in those very tactical roles, they are the one who become the lid on their own leadership and the lid to the business because they just can't let that stuff go. And so, so often now as we've matured as leaders in the business is it's going, have we seen that person delegate in their own role? And do they have a vision that's greater for themselves and greater for Belay? At the end of the day, leadership is stewardship. You taught us that, right? Both of you, that I am only, you know, in this role right now because God has given me the grace to do that. But there could be somebody else at some point as we grow into a billion dollar company. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That one day needs this role and and that's not going to be me. And so you really have to, to look for leaders who see leadership as a stewardship. And we've said this before too many times, but like uh, you mentioned confidence and I think there is a, there's, um, there's an air of humility and I've said humble swagger many times before. Mm-hmm. I love when leaders are humble and they, mm-hmm. they, they demonstrate that in an appropriate way, but they also have a confidence or a swagger about them. They yeah. know their stuff. Mm-hmm. They know the data. They know how to lead people and they, they can walk into a room confident. You know, the mix mm-hmm. of those two things really breeds a beautiful leader for the future of a company. Yeah, because it breeds influence. It's hard, you know, to have mm-hmm. pe- people won't follow someone who is insecure, right? There's right. there's a gap there. We see it all the time where it's like, well, she's teetering and there's a lack of confidence or commitment or she's maybe not decisive. So am I following her or him, you know, where they're going? So I think as a leader, it's our job to be decisive and confident in our decisions so that people are comfortable following us or taking the direction we're leading them into if we're, if we're wavering. Why would they want to jump on that ship? You know? Sure. You guys have done an awesome job demonstrating that. Absolutely. Thank you. I was going to say, you you know, you've pushed me. So, you know, I'm very much an operator. And so we talk about these people who did all the things. That's totally me. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. I was the girl who did all the things. And as I grew in my roles at Belay, you know, you would constantly challenge me and say, you know, it is a real mindset shift for me for you to challenge me and say, you know, checking boxes and completing tasks is not going to take you to the next level. And so I say that to say that leadership is something you can learn how to do if you don't know how to do it well, because I had to learn that accomplishing tasks and getting the job done didn't mean I was going to be a successful leader. So I had to really learn how to kind of delegate and get rid of things and and give things and trust people to own things so that I could take on the higher paying strategic items that you needed me to as I was rising up the ranks working for you as a leader. And so that I grew strategically in my communication and casting vision that I can spend time on those big things and get out of those operational tactical weeds that I was so good at it and I loved, but it's it's been freeing over time, you know, in the last couple of years to to be free of all those things and know that what I do today is lead. And that's the risk of promoting from within, right? I mean, that's something that has been a key to our success at Belay is promoting from within. But the other side of that coin is, well, I did this job, so I can technically still do this job, but no, you're being called to a whole different level of leadership and then developing those that are reporting to you to do that job. So 
it's still worth the risk. I do it again tomorrow, you know, and adopt the the mindset of promoting from within. It is yeah. worth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are doing it now, even still, right? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yes. and yeah. yeah, sometimes you do need to bring in somebody in a key leadership role from the outside to fill a need that nobody on the team has the right skill set for, which is right. part of growing organization too. But it's um, it's definitely something that I think has been crucial for our growth. Mm-hmm. I want to circle back really quick because obviously I'm the finance girl and I love numbers. And and I just want to make sure we've got some listeners out there who are definitely solopreneurs starting on this journey. We talked about consultants. We talked about all this professional development. But I want to make a key point, just like what you said earlier, is that it does not have to cost a lot. You know, because it can feel overwhelming to go, oh, that's nice. You hired the table group. Good. Well, y'all probably had millions of dollars to do that but that it is still today very grassroots. There are articles you can read together. There are podcasts, Mm -hmm. definitely things. I mean, in those very early days when there were eight of us in a borrowed cabin in North Georgia, (laughs) uh, because we barely had any revenue at the time. (laughs) But we had a friend with a cabin, so we (laughs) We did. We were broke. I don't know what you're saying. Broke, but we had friends. We had no money. (laughs) No money and friends, which is key. (laughs) I mean, I don't want people to miss this. Like, yeah, we enjoy our success of an organization today, but our first projecting screen was a shower curtain. Literally. And it had all the wrinkles and the fold lines. I mean, like, and I, and I, the reason why we were using a shower curtain is because I didn't want to spend the 180 bucks on an actual screen because we had already spent like $300 on the projector. And I'm like, I mean, and that was in 2012 or 13. So it's not like it was, you know, 55 years ago that that was the case. I mean, we (laughs) just, you were prudent and, but it raises the point that you have to budget for this stuff. You have to be, no matter how big the budget or how little the budget, you have to budget Mm -hmm. for it. And there's so many free resources to your point. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of intentionality. We had an agenda. You know, you were creating this pipeline for future leaders, but you were spending time thinking about it. So even as a business owner or the leaders like Trisha and I are now, we have to carve out time in our day to think, okay, how are we going to pour into our leaders? What do they need from us? So this is not something that's haphazardly, a lot of intentionality around it doesn't have to cost a lot, but you have to prepare and you have to think out big picture of where you want to go and cast that vision. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are, as you know, the most practical business podcast in the world. (laughs) So if you can give our listeners one tip, right? So one next step, if you can tell that if there's somebody listening today who doesn't know how to start with developing leaders or where to look or what to do, if you could give them one nugget, one great actionable piece of advice, what would you tell that solopreneur or brand new business leader or a small business owner, what piece of advice or tip would you tell them that they should go do right now? I would tell that person that they need to take 20 minutes outside of their office or their home office or wherever they're working right now, go to a coffee shop, sit down and spend just 20 minutes thinking about a future leader in your business that's already working inside your organization. And then on one sheet of paper, just write down the ways that you're going to benefit them and pour into them. Maybe that's you read a book together um, or you read an article together or you find somebody that can spend an hour on the phone with them. Like whatever those things are, just take 20 minutes and critically think about that leader in your business and then implement that and then set yourself a deadline. Say, I'm going to do this by X date and then do it. And watch how that person flourishes and watch how they'll appreciate it and they'll see that you're investing in them 
And then another side thing to do in that is also talk about the vision of the business and where you're where you're heading with it, and and then getting them to get contagious about the business as well. Yeah, and like maybe even a precursor to that, maybe take twenty more minutes and say, do I really want to grow this organization? Because the mm-hmm. truth is, if you if you as a leader really want to grow the organization, you can't be the only leader. It's just not possible. And some people may wrestle that question to the ground and say, no, I don't want to grow. I'm happy with status quo. If I can just maintain, I'm good. That's okay too. I doubt a lot of those people are listening to this podcast though. So really wrestling to the ground, do you really want to grow? Journaling on that, figuring that out. And if you say, yes, you do, what are the barriers to you turning things over to an emerging leader? That's a good question. Do you have a problem with trust? Have you been burned in the past? Are you unsure of the technical things that you would turn over to somebody? Like identify what that barrier is and then remove it. And if you can't remove it on your own, find somebody that you can trust in business. It will help you figure out how to do that. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Well, this has been so much fun. And of course, I know I've already thanked you once, but seriously, thank you so much for pouring into Trisha and I over the years. We are both better people better moms, better wives, better sisters and friends, and of course, better leaders because of you guys. So thank you so much for pouring into us and teaching us how to become great leaders for Belay and for our team members. So thank you guys for joining us today. This has been super fun. It has. I and I it. have to say thank you guys for trusting us and for being leaders that were very easy to turn over huge chunks of the business to and, and being incredible leaders. It's, it's fun to sit back and watch you guys now growing your teams and, and the organization. And I'm just continue to be so impressed and so proud. Yeah. I'm grateful that God brought our past together and put us in this unique opportunity to grow a wonderful organization that helps so many people. And you guys are at the helm of that. And I think that you, um, you just make us incredibly proud and I'm just grateful for the both of you. Thank you guys. goodness, that was such a fun conversation. Like I said in the beginning, I felt like we were just, you know, hanging out around the kitchen table, just, you know, talking about old times and sharing great stories. It was so cool. It was so cool. I know. It was so good to have them. Yes, it was. So we talked about a lot. Yeah. You know, we talked about speed to trust being a gap in delegation. So the quicker you can really trust people, the quicker you can offload and delegate to them. I think it's so important as a leader to be able to trust and give up the things you know you should not be doing quickly. And we've been witness to that. I mean, Brian and Shannon have delegated very quickly to us, always have. And I think that's what helped them not be the lids on our organization. Mm -hmm. And for us to replicate that is that we very quickly found the right people that we could trust, trust them quickly, and delegated quickly. So it's been important and relevant for the growth of our organization to not stop us. Right. Yeah. What about you? I thought it was really good at the end in the practicality of everything we do that as a leader, you really need to take inventory. You may not be delegating and you may not be identifying future leaders because, I don't know, maybe you just don't want to grow the business. And that's mm. okay. 
You know, maybe yeah. you are really happy with being a solopreneur and, you know, things are status quo and you've got a, a great, you know, work-life integration and life is easy and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we yep. are talking about for those people who really want to grow a business and grow it fast, that they have to find future leaders. But yeah, uh, yeah spend some time, you know, spend that 20 minutes, go to a coffee shop, like Brian said, and really take inventory about what you want for your future, your business's future, and if you actually need to find leaders within your business yeah, or not. Absolutely. All right. So you guys know what time it is. It is time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure that taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. Today's next step is to download this week's episode's activation guide, which is our leadership development curriculum. Now, guys, this is what we use right here at Belay. It features high-level topics and some of the resources that we've used to develop emerging leaders in our leadership development program. We call that Ascend Leadership Academy. So you can copy what you want, change what you want, just make it your own, but use it as a starting point on your journey to develop more leaders within your organization. Yes, and it's great stuff. To download it now, text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. When you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which will include key quotes and takeaways, links to resources mentioned in the episode, and questions to ask yourself or your team to further explore today's topic. Yes, so again, text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. All right, so start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.